Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah. Blog Talk Radio. Won't you stand in your greatness? Good morning. Welcome to the Nurtured Heart Approach April podcast. I'm Katherine Stafford. I'm a licensed clinical social worker in private practice here in Washington State, and I'm also a Nurtured Heart Approach advanced trainer, counselor, and author. I'm very happy to be back this month with my co-host, Howard Glasser, who is creator of the Nurtured Heart Approach and chairman of the Children's Success Foundation. Good morning, Howie. Good morning, Kath. How are you? How are you? I'm fine. How are you? I, I'm good. I'm having a really busy morning, and so this topic is perfect timing for me, and I'm really excited about being mindful. Yeah. I want to hear what our wise guest has to say. Absolutely. Do you want to do a little bit of a, of a recap? You've been on a tour the last few weeks, few months. I have, and I've, I've traveled to, as you know, Seattle and did two events there and an event in Chico, California, <laughs> and uh, and Sacramento, California, and um, and I just have found that the receptivity to these ideas of uh, nurtured heart approach have been uh, has been growing, and there's there's better broadband, there's better bandwidth, um, and all I'm hearing is you know is is this concept, and I know you want me to do a thumbnail, don't you? Um, it's for new listeners, uh, the nurture approach is, is a way of connecting with people in a, in a in a way that really can serve the purpose and intention of relationship of the, our desire to help children in particular um, awaken to how great they are. Um, you know, our normal ways of urging kids to be great usually come at the at the worst moments of time in the midst of problems and and uh for some kids they drink in an impression that they're they're more uh loved more more um they get more connection with people when things go wrong approach about turning that around mm-hmm. so uh that's that's it in a nutshell that was a beautiful nutshell thank you for that you're welcome <laughs> we that. have the extreme <laughs> It's, you know, I got to tell you too before I move on, Howie. The, the feedback that I've received from people who did go and see you here in Seattle is just really, really positive, and that how clear your intention clearly is when you're out there giving your message, and how present you were, and really, really lovely positive feedback. So thank you for visiting up thank this area. You. I appreciate that. Thank you. My intent is just to share what I know and tell my truth, and um, it's amazing how powerful that can be. Anybody who's yeah. telling your truth, and um, I know today we've got a, a truth teller in our midst, so can't wait to hear what he has to say. We absolutely do. We have the extreme honor of spending some time today with our dear friend and Nurtured Heart Approach trainer. I am excited to introduce Jamie Gregory back again. Jamie Gregory is a certified Nurtured Heart Approach advanced trainer. He is owner of the User-Friendly Therapy, specializing in difficult and challenging children and families. He offers brief solution-oriented therapy, 
He is a consultant for Head Start, an adjunct professor at West Virginia University's master program at the School of Social Work. His hobbies include bird watching, performing the guitar and vocals. He is a practitioner of yoga and heart rhythm meditation. He and his wife live in a passive solar house he designed and built 28 years ago, and he is a new proud grandpa as well. Amy, thank you so much for coming back to spend some time with us. Thank you very much for having me. So our topic today is is mindfulness, and I was thinking about that really quick, you know, before I was coming on, and and that idea of this continuum of mindfulness. And I was thinking, you know, for me, the word mindful can have that negative connotation of be mindful, you know, be mindful, I've got my eye on you, and then nurture heart approach, that idea of being present, truly present in the moment, and then, you know, on to all these beautiful practices. So I would love, Jamie, if you could tell us, you know, how mindfulness kind of lands with you and how you use that that concept in your life and in your practice. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's it's a good point, a good starting point. Mindfulness is really um heartfulness. Mm-hmm. Um it is not staying in your head. Um it is actually in a number of languages in the far east and I I believe that more the Sanskrit word for mindfulness really is heart, heartfulness. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, the, uh, you said in the introduction, I, I, I've been a practitioner of heart rhythm meditation, but I've also for many years now, probably about 14, participated in a fairly regular basis with a, a, a sangha, a learning community um, that's based on Thich Nhat Hanh's work. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things that impressed me the first time I went to one of those uh, retreats, which was a whole weekend, was um, similarities, because I had taken uh, Nurture Heart training, um, the similarities between concepts or the ideas that were being expressed in the lessons, but the practice of it um, in mindfulness and, and what Nurtured Heart, one of the big takeaways I took from Nurtured Heart, which was the power of reset. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, one of the things uh, that was the two together for me is in mindfulness, um, the idea of coming back to what what it is we want to nurture and cultivate, they use the word cultivate, they use the word nurture, Mm -hmm. um, is that it's not about, you know, having these particular thoughts in mind or even being in your head with specific, okay, this is what I want to think about. It's got to be positive. I can't let it go someplace else. It's when your mind drifts off that you reset. Mm-hmm. It really is the practice. You bring your mind back to it. You bring your heart back to what is my intention. Um, how how do I in this moment recognize that and, and set the intention that in this moment, in the following moments, I go with you know the positive intention I, I want to cultivate. So I, I was really uh, very, very powerfully aware in practice that the Nurture Your Heart Reset and what people in mindfulness practices, you know, the community of Thich Nhat Hanh, uh, do is, you know, is the same. That's what it's about, bringing your heart back to what you want to cultivate. Uh, Jamie, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, Spilling over with, like, there's at least ten things, ten paths to go with on mm-hmm. what you just said. It's so inspiring. It, I, 
I hope it's okay that I jump in. Um, oh, absolutely. I'm moved, I'm moved by the uh, Sanskrit um, I, that I didn't even know um, any remote sense that it translates to heartfulness and um, um, I, I, the implications of that are huge. And mm-hmm. and what you're saying about um, um, resetting, um, you know, lately uh, I began talking about this at the summit, and and a, a, a few people have um, have run with this, and and I've I've heard you know the the word percolating community. Um, I use the word renewing. Uh, you know, in in one sense, resetting implies going back to the status quo of I want to I want to get my harmony. I want to go back to my intention. Renewing has that different uh, alchemic thing to it. Where can I take the energy of what's gone awry? What has kind of uh, what I've you know wherever I've gone offline to let's say it's negativity. It's not always negativity. Maybe it's just numbness or blank. But can I take whatever it is and use the energy of that to not only go back to status quo, but go to maybe yet a higher level of awake, awakeness, mindfulness, and I'm understanding that um, people like uh, Pema Chodron, Pima, Pema, yes, Pima, Pima Chodron, and uh, who I, I'd love to see sometime, um, uh, is is talks about a process. Tonglin, is it called Tonglin? Yes, yes, Tonglin. And and, yes. and I don't know where that fits into your you know um, knowledge base of of uh, mindfulness, but. It, it, you know, when I, I didn't, I haven't gone and read about it, uh, other right. than a little on Wikipedia. But when I heard yeah. about it, I knew that I was tapped in somehow to something that's just been around in mm-hmm. the thought form forever. And it's it's very exciting form of mindfulness. And you you kind of said something that inspired that. I wonder if you'd comment on if, what you know of that, or if that's. <coughs> Doing. Yeah, well, my my um, knowledge of it is is very basic. Um, it when I've been at retreats or in other places, it has been practiced. Um, and you would you would start with you know, uh, may all beings be free of suffering. Mm-hmm. May you know, may I? You start with people close to you, mm-hmm. you know, including yourself. A uh, so I, I might say, you know, I I wish my wife, my spouse Nancy, um, ease. I, I wish her well. I wish her good health. Mm-hmm. So I'm starting with, you know, and then family members. Then I might go to people that I associate with in in, in a sort of social sphere and think of them too. Mm-hmm. But I eventually move to people that I have the most difficulty <laughs> with in in my life in terms of relationships. You know, maybe they're the ones that trigger me. They're the ones that you know, um, I can find myself going down the uh, rabbit hole of, uh, right. of negativity. Um, and I actually work with that in that, you know, I wish them well. Mm. Um, I wish, you know, um, that no harm comes to them. I wish them ease. Mm-hmm. Um, and 
generally my experience has been is that what it is, what it seems to be in terms of if I had, you know, them my uh, resentment that they did X, Y, or Z 10 years ago, <laughs> whatever it is. But when I when I practice Tonglen, I say, you know, I, I wish them well, I wish them ease. It impacts me, mm-hmm. right? Because the... Yeah. It's taking of, you to a higher level of being. Yes, and it's re- it's renewing the relationship rather than being this static thing uh, that I hold, mm-hmm. you know, from mm-hmm. five years ago, whatever. So, mm-hmm. you know, using the words you're saying, renewal, it renews it in that moment. How is it um, mm-hmm. that that represents itself in this moment that, that I, you know, w- am, am struggling with or having a, a challenge with? Um and so that's that's my you know sort of basic understanding of it. Well, that's a beautiful use of mindfulness. Mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. I, I I appreciate you that you uh, it answers Catherine's question too uh, of uh, how do you bring this into your life. Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, one of the ways that I have been um, more and more uh, aware of in the I'd say about the last year and a half or two is that. Um, in nurtured heart and working with families, uh, there there was a period of time where I would tend to go, be maybe a little too quick to go. Okay, well that's negativity, and I'm gonna, you know, reset or I'm gonna go someplace else. I find that I have much more of a tolerance now for <laughs> what I might have considered negativity, and that I might have tried to steer away from or reset away from in the past with people because I didn't want them to get in that negativity. And it sort of, it seems to me, my experience of it is that now when I trust that, we can move into things that in the past I would have had some worries or concerns that it would just go into negativity and, you know, get lost. And go into those um, areas and really um, come out with some deeper understanding, deeper healing um, than previous, and in so I've been thinking about it. I think the under, my understanding of it is is that um, it's taking care of those areas of people's lives, conflict, um, uh, you know, leftover resentments, things like that. It's taking care of those without getting lost in the negativity. Mm-hmm. It's sort of trusting that they will do they will do that sort of thing in a responsible way without uh you know blaming or displacement or or any of the things that I would have been worried about them getting into before Does that make sense yeah um i'm i'm okay. I'm curious how it's played out um that has it has it helped your work or have you seen any any um Ramifications in 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 how people learn the approach and take off with the approach. Um, yeah, one of the ways that it, it has um, showed up in in recent work with some families is that the the parents, as a couple, as the parenting dyad, they step forward and they go, you know what, we'll get to helping to the kids, but you know who really needs it most? Mm-hmm. It's us. Mm-hmm. <laughs> When I've allowed them to get into the you know things that are a little muddier, a little murkier, um, and trusted that we you know we would uh, uh, emerge with 
you know, healing with positivity, with a with a, a feeling of direction to go in with hope, rather than just sort of getting lost down that rabbit mm-hmm. hole. Mm-hmm. What's happened is the parents have come forward and said, you know, we want you to work with us, and it has made perfect sense because the experience part of that of working with the whole family quite often got derailed by um, the the parents, in their own sense, sort of. Um, presenting in a way that they need the nurturing you know, so much before their kids could be the recipients of it in the work that I was doing with them. So that, that's one of the ways it's, it's shown up. It, it's identified who, uh, it, it's helped me identify, you know, the order of the work with that, mm-hmm. with certain families. Catherine, do you want to? Yeah, I, I was thinking about what you said, Howie. There's so many different ways to go. And when I was when I was hearing Jamie talk, I was thinking, Jamie, about this this kind of evolution, if you will, of how the understanding of what the concept of reset really means has been doing over the last couple of years that I've been around anyway. And and yeah. like you said, the idea of taking the focus off behavior and the kids and back to the adult in that room in that moment, right? And how do we teach them that process of being mindful and being able to reset? And so that that's the question that I have. I guess as a mom, you know, a mom of four kids in a busy life and being in the trenches, you know, all the stuff that you're talking about is so beautiful, but it's so outside my realm of, you know, experience and where I am in my life that I'm thinking, all right, I love this stuff. How do you teach it in the trenches? How do you teach what you're talking about? And that's what you started talking about just now. You know, mm-hmm. where's the starting place when we have a family walking in our door and we're talking about this idea of, learning the process of reset and learning these mindfulness um, mm-hmm. strategies, if you will. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the ones I uh, have is um, to interrupt. <laughs> you know, if it's, if it's say, you know, if it's getting loud, somebody's really yelling, lecturing, they're, they're not in that moment, I can see that clearly. Mm-hmm. I, I will stop them and, you know, really say, okay, I, I'm getting that there's, that there's an important message that you're trying to convey right here. I believe that the, you know, I'll say, I, you wear how loud you are now. Yes, I am. But I really, you know, he doesn't listen a lot. I say, okay, so what's the essence? You know, take a couple deep breaths while I say this to you, and they do, and I'll breathe along with them. I go, okay, what's the kernel? What's the essence? If you had to say it in four words, or just a short time, what it is you you know you're trying to convey to your child, and then they they'll say something that, in general, is you know is very caring. You know, I'm worried about this. I'm concerned about that. It might even right. be sort of um, veiled in you know worry, misery, and doubt. It could come across that way. I'm worried this is going to have that. But I'll I'll work with them to get the message into a positive frame about what you know. What is the intention of what you're tr- you know you're trying to communicate? Right. Mm-hmm. And it it you know when you boil it all down, it always comes down to I want them to be successful at right. and then fill in the blank. Yeah, that's what people that's what people <laughs> underneath all the gruffness. That's what yes. it always is. And and I yeah. I love the mindfulness you're exercising there to see through the exterior. Um, the rough exterior of, the, of how it's coming across, and see to their heart, and yeah. um, to see to, to their heartfulness, which allows you to say, I, "I see, I see what you're, I see." There's a message that you know yeah. that has an essence that's of importance. I see mm-hmm. that you care so deeply. You wouldn't 
be saying what you're saying unless you cared so deeply. Um, And it's almost like you could feel the muscle release when you say that to a person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. The muscle release, you see the softening. Mm -hmm. I can see the person flush, you know, and and it'd be a flush not of anger, but this flush, uh, you know, their eyes are softer. You can see some Mm -hmm. glistening. Quite often they go from that that place where they were to, to when I say that to tears, mm-hmm. you know, and then they you know they might sort of shake you know wave their hand that they can't go on. And I said you know you can, <laughs> you can cry with your voice and <laughs> you know put it out there. You can talk through those tears, and they do, and it's very um, very moving, very healing. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know. I, one of the other analogies I use for them, too, um, is that, you know, when your child's crying when they're little, I'm a grandpa, as it was said in the interview, and as I'm talking to you, I'm looking at a picture of uh, Cole. keeps me mindful. Um, the They're crying out, as I just said, you know, and so they cry out, and it comes like, you know, I haven't I told you before, you know, and that sort of roughness, like you're talking about how I, but you say, okay, so, you know, when your child was little, <laughs> you know, and they cried. What, what did you do? Mm-hmm. Um, and I find that takes them back too, because the the way that you know you you try to figure out. Well, you walk them around, <laughs> right? You pick up the baby, you walk around. If that quiets them, great. If not, you you know check the diaper, change the diaper. But it, but taking care of of your feelings in that way um, instead of uh, uh, what, what I'm trying to say is. Looking into the, you know, okay, so I have anger, I have this frustration, I'm, you know, with my child. But how do you take care of those emotions in the way, like you would if you were taking care of a, of a child? Mm. Um, so that you're, you're, you're adjusting your behavior so that what you do really has a, a comforting and a healing and a soothing effect in the long run. I don't know if that made that very clear. But um it's one of the ways I've worked with the, you know, what people might consider uh, you know, the the negative emotions. I think that that sort of dichotomy falls away for me <laughs> more and more mm-hmm. now. Mm-hmm. It, you know, even if somebody's angry, it, it's not it's not okay, we got to reset cuz you're angry. Um it right. might be the the form in which it comes across, of course. But right. um I try to teach them to take care of that. You know, it's a sort of, it's like, you know, anger, this frustration you're experiencing that's coming across as anger. You know, take care of it. You know, pick it up. You know, hold it like it's a child. Inquire. What is it that, it, you know, that you need? Mm-hmm. Um, and that way is a mindful way of, of dealing with the emotions that usually get people, you know, off track or lead to the reactivity chain that people get so lost in it. In a, you know, particularly in the family system or in couples. Um, and so that's, that I found that a helpful uh, strategy in dealing with, um, instead of just resetting when things get mm-hmm. negative, it's shifting to, okay, let's, let's take care of this, but let's, you know, and let's take care of it in this inquisitive, inspective way and soothing way so that when, when it's really taken care of, it is quieted. It is nurtured and soothed, rather than just sort of put away for now. If that makes sense. Yeah. 
Yeah. Jamie, I'm curious as a practitioner of, of yoga and heart rhythm meditation and some other um, practices that you use, do you bring that into your work and do you teach that? I mean, I'm, I know you do, but do you teach that directly to the parents at the beginning of your time supporting families to help them come up um, with their own process of resetting themselves and, and being present? Uh, not not uh, not directly okay. in a um, sort of um, consistent way. Some families that are you know already like taking yoga or something like that, sure. I may use it as a you know as a bridge. Um, people or I might suggest it to them. Uh, certainly, the breathing things, breathing and in, in, in uh, being in touch with your heart from mm-hmm. heart rhythm meditation, I I do. Um, I have a heart, <laughs> a granite heart actually, that sits on the table. That's you know in my uh, consulting room, and I have I have these stones that I bought actually in Madeira Canyon down below Tucson. You know, and they have words like patience and thankfulness and mm-hmm. strength and forgiveness and things like that. And I I will use that um, those if we're on a topic like that and some. You know, uh, you know, like the resentments and things that people pull out that gets them reactivated back into the past. I will use the stones, you know, maybe pick out the one about forgiveness and the heart and have a conversation with people where um, the heart gets passed along from person to person as they um, choose to bring up something that they want to um, ask, you know, people to forgive them for. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, I'll do that with having people do the breathing first, a hand on their heart with the breathing so they get a sense of the the rhythm of their heart and mm-hmm. and get, you know, get in touch with that and get out of their heads. And then the, the heart, the granite heart stone is passed around. So there's some ways that I, I will work it in at the, you know, the times where I've evaluated that that's, that's where to go. Um, the breathing always. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do a lot of explanation of the you know, parts of your brain that you're in when these different things are happening, and, and that I think helps people a lot too. Mm-hmm. Um, and that one part of that brain uh, is, you know, the surface of the heart, so to speak. It's not um, not separate from the uh, emotional in whatever which what, whatever way they think of the spiritual heart, what they think of it as. Humanistic, or whether they think of it in some faith-based way, or um, I, uh, you know, make the, that connection too. That one of the parts of the heart is the, is the mind. One part of the mind, heart, uh, in terms of mm-hmm. getting them to think about it that way. You know. So that um, they're, you know, go ahead. Oh, I, you know, I, I you want to finish that thought? Well, just so that they know that reset, you know, reset. I can remember the year I was out in Tucson, and, and reset came up as the the idea to to sort of distinguish it from time out. And then we're mm-hmm. there was a lot of um, you know epiphanies and aha moments that particular year. I think it was 2006 about reset. And I find that the you know in the work that I'm doing with families now, this the idea of reset. Um, you know, it's 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 like what you were saying before, Howie. It's renewal. How, mm-hmm. You know, how do we renew what it is we you know the path we want to be on? If we notice we're not on the path we want, <laughs> how do we get back there? Yeah. Well, you know, so the whole the, thing of yeah. Hmm? Oh, 
Yeah, it's the timeout, you know, reset, who's resetting whom, <laughs> you know, well, all that yeah, stuff. We're, we're resetting biologically all the time anyway. There's a new heartbeat. Yes. There's a new breath. Um, right. There's a new moment. And and mm-hmm. we could we could you know we could breathe uh, unconsciously. You know the beautiful mm-hmm. thing about all those things is it happens anyway. We're always resetting yeah. anyway. We're going to reset <laughs> yeah. no matter what, no matter how tragic a moment. Um, anyway, so uh, sure. can we maybe mindfulness for me is linked to how magically and. Um, and um, mindfully we can reset, how we could apply purpose and intention to resetting so mm-hmm. that it's, you know, we, we maybe it's a way of capturing um, really being in the moment is, is like, it's like what I try to explain to people sometimes without using the word mindfulness mm-hmm. or heartfulness is, uh, you know, here's this child looking like they're going to retaliate to something, you know, to being teased. And uh, they, they they look like they have steam coming out of their ears and they're furious and they're about to, they're, they, you could see they're considering retaliation, mm-hmm. but the truth of this moment is they haven't done that. Mm-hmm. The truth of that moment is they're they're feeling their feelings there are strong feelings. How can we enter into the truth of this moment, knowing that next moment they might retaliate, so then there's a new truth. But in this truth of the moment, can we speak to that and say, here's what's beautiful about that. You know, you're not, you're not swearing or cussing or hitting. You're handling these strong feelings well. You're exercising wisdom at the moment. And I uh, just want you to know that. Even if you decide to retaliate next moment, that's a choice, and you're making a choice right now not to. Um, and, and, you know, in a way, we're teaching mindfulness without using the word mindfulness, sure. in my humble opinion. <laughs> we're we're uh, mentoring children. We're mentoring adults to, to uh, be aware. And, and mindfulness to me is very connected to awareness. Even though I'm not a student, per se, of mindfulness, I've, I've happened mm. upon it. Um, mindfulness to me is is uh, how do we bring ourselves to the moment? Well, you know we we can uh, we could we could hoist around that term, be in the moment, be here now, um, yeah. or we can find some practical way of of actualizing that. And um, you know I I believe nurtured heart approach has some elements at least of of um, of under the radar, bringing people into uh, those concepts. Absolutely, yeah. When when you're saying, I want you to, you know, I want you. To, <laughs> I'm noticing this moment. I want you to notice this moment with me. <laughs> that, I mean, it's an invitation to consciousness, to mindfulness, instead of you know the other part of our brain that can do the reactive part. You know, you can go to sleep or you can wake up mm-hmm. in each moment. And I think. The energizing is energy. When you say you're energizing the moment, you're, what are we really talking about in, in practical terms? Is that we're bringing attention to that moment, um, and in so doing, yes, that's that's practicing heartfulness <laughs> or mindfulness, mm-hmm. whichever mm-hmm. way you want to put mm-hmm. it. You know, we're bringing relationship to that moment. We're bringing either the relationship of us mm-hmm. to us, 
um, in that neutral, loving, let's call it loving way, mm-hmm. or we're bringing relationship to another human being in that moment. Yeah. Yeah. And Howie, yeah, I think uh, I think your newer polished iteration of reset as you're out teaching this approach now, I think your your new iteration, how you present this material now is this realignment with that that truth that you were just talking about. It seems like before, even though we said the focus wasn't on behavior, the behavior didn't matter, the process of reset by definition still brought it in. And now as you're moving towards the focus again, more on the adult reset process. Mm-hmm. I think by definition that's what ends up happening. We end up being, um, you know, in a, a whole different space as the adult than how we mm-hmm. were just a few years ago. And so I'm not explaining that well, I know, but, you know, that that to me is the process that's happening as we get further and further um, into what reset really is about. And so, you know, I thank you for that because it's, 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 a, new, it's a new version now than it was even half a dozen years ago. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Thanks. I um I feel really um good about it. I and even hearing what I um shared a second ago with Jamie, um thrilled that it's it's kind of in alignment. Mm-hmm. Um uh feels feels really um exhilarating <coughs> to to be sharing. Yeah, I uh, no wonder I've been feeling so alive in these presentations. Um so much more so. I mean, I used to teach the credit system as the last part of the day. I'd put myself to sleep, yep. and yep. and and now I'm um, I'm really able to take that last segment of the day and uh, underline exactly what you just mentioned: staying in our hearts and staying, you know, uh, trusting our hearts, giving our hearts a voice, renewing to that. Um, that's exciting. Giving our hearts a voice. Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. I, I I talk with kids often about, you know, what does your heart say? <laughs> Listen with your heart. Mm-hmm. Your heart has ears, you know, <laughs> to make it concrete for them. Jamie, that so. is wild. I want to ask you yeah. about that. Because um, when I was in India, I had this expression uh, just booming in my voice, booming, you know, in, like when I would quiet down, um, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on a daily basis, I was, I was uh, hearing this. Um, it was. It went like this: uh, breathe with your heart, and it, you know, which I tried, which was different than breathing into my heart. I could feel mm-hmm. passage of air. Breathing with my heart, I felt like energy was coming in from all directions. And um, and then the second part of it was hear with your heart, which is what you just said in, in exactly those words. And then the third part was. See with your hearing, and that blew me away. And I didn't know what it meant until maybe weeks later, when I had a dream and that, uh, I could share this dream. I think it, it, it's exactly what you said before. But but eventually it came to mean if you listen to your heart, then you'll have a vision of what needs to happen. You'll you'll uh, your that you'll be informed. Your vision will be informed. By your heart, and, and by the, having listened to your heart, and the dream was, I saw a uh, a family on a porch, and the, uh, the there was a child in a armed chair, you know, like it looked like an electric chair without the without the uh, restraints, and mm. um, the father was puffing on this big cigar, and then he breathed it into <clears throat> the child's 
face. And, mm-hmm. you know, in the dream, I immediately called CPS, but but because I was um, exercising that breathing, hearing, seeing thing, I was able to completely get that that father wouldn't be doing that if he didn't incredibly love his child and so wanted to spare his child the agony of smoking. So he was trying to deter kid from smoking, you know, and you know it, it 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 allows you that mindfulness of. Um, so I would love to hear your comment on anything I just said. Well, I'm breathing it in, <laughs> taking it in. Um, yeah, when you said the, uh, you know, and see with your hearing that I was. Uh, I just had to stay with that for a little bit to to to, to take it in, but I, I, I get what you're saying there. Um, I don't have anything to say about that. <laughs> just sit with it myself. Well, I think it's I think um, I, I I love that you know you you added that piece of hearing what your heart is saying. Mm-hmm. Um, Maybe you could comment on that some more, give an example of how that plays into practice. Because that's mindfulness to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, there, um, I'm, I'm pausing a moment to sort of sort for, uh, uh, you know, so no confidentiality gets. Um, mm-hmm. uh, I, but I'll tell you a story that, you know, pertains to. To, I'll, I'll sort of make a, um, a composite of several things that have happened in work that I've done recently, um, so it wouldn't wouldn't be identifying factors. But it's a way, it's one of the ways I've worked with. What a brilliantly three. mindful way to go about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, uh, I worked you know with some kids um, over the last couple of years uh, around grief, and I know when I first went into it, um, it wasn't what I was expecting to do. I had been working with some kids, and you know, and there was a tragedy, and so here I was. Um, and in one case, um, one of the, one of the folks I was working with, a parent had an illness, um, cancer, and it, it went pretty quickly. And then the, I, I met actually with the dad a time or two, and the mom and dad, and then the the children um, at the time of his passing. So the the girl really had a lot of difficult. Well, I, I, let me back up. Before he passed, I saw her. So she was very distraught that she, you know, she loved her father, but she, she he was so different looking because of the way the illness had progressed that she, you know, was um, upset that she couldn't be near him, didn't want to hug him, um, and felt horrible that, you know, she knew time was limited and, you know, what was she going to do? So I approached it with... Um, you know, working with her in terms of breathing and relaxing. I just want you to, I know that your eyes are telling you, and then I listed what she had said, you know, about the way you looked. I said, but here's what I want you to do. I want you to put your hand on your heart. You know, I want you to breathe with your heart. If you feel comfortable, close your eyes. If not, it's fine. You can just leave your... I said, but now I want you to think of your father and I want you to see him with the eyes of your heart. And so we just breathed together, and I didn't say anything more. 
and you could just see her soften and relax and her breathing shift. And I just left it with that. I didn't do any further explanation or, you know, do this, do this that. Um, but I did get an email from her mother that between the time of that session and when her father passed away, which was only days later, she had spent time, you know, curled up in his bed, hugging him, you know, <clears throat> being with him. And when her mom inquired about, you know, uh, I'll call her Sarah, you know, Sarah, what's changed with, what's, you know, what's going on? You know, you were so afraid to be near daddy and, and so lovely that you're spending time with him and I know how much it means to him. She said, I'm just seeing, you know, I'm just seeing with the eyes of my heart. Mm. So, you know, she got it. <laughs> she had, um and it, it it made it so much uh, easier for her. That's exactly that's exactly it. That that's mm-hmm. a beautiful. I so I I I I got. I, it seemed as if you were feeling very emotional, and and I was. It was beautiful um, to to get my my vision of that of, with my heart is how deeply caring you are. It moves me, and and I've always felt that about you, and and you know now I get how that translates to your practice. Mm-hmm. Is um, is you were able to transmit that to her? I don't think you could transmit that purely by by a mental concept or a mental concept no. or a no or a so. um, intellectual message, right. uh, a cognitive yeah. message. You, you, yes. You're mad you seeing me, Gregory. Be, you know who you've become as a uh, as a, a, a man. I love the word soft. You said earlier mm-hmm. of a person of softness who can convey through their being um, that it's okay, an okayness with, um, with and an okayness with uh, with your heart that you yeah. can help people uh, in their heart. Right. Yeah, that's mine. Part me, heart moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's it's you know it's feeling that tenderness, feeling things soften, mm-hmm. that we don't have to be on guard, on edge, have it all together, <laughs> you know, fill in the blank. Yeah, yeah, it was a very um, to me a very honoring um, experience when I got the thank you for doing this. I said, you know, mm-hmm. I am so honored. Um, and that, that's another part of the mindfulness. You know, when people come to, I I am honored that <laughs> that people um, will come and spend that time with me. It's an awesome responsibility, and I have to be in the truth. Um, I choose to be. It's my intention to be in the truth of, you know, when I say uh, I'm really at a loss for words. Let's just, you know, sit quietly. <laughs> an invitation that they take, you know. I'm also giving them permission that they don't have to have the right words. They don't have to have the words that, you know, shifts their um, feelings. Just be with with the feelings they, at that point in time. Um, so you know, humbleness, <laughs> humility, mm-hmm. are things that have come from practicing in a mindful way. I hear a bell. <laughs> I'm a, I, a mindful yeah, bell. I'm hearing, I don't know if someone's on a rocking chair taking care of themselves, Some, one of you two, but I'm hearing a squeaking, so that's in my mind. I'm picturing you rocking, Jamie. Are you in a rocking 
situation nope. of some sort. No, I've heard that for a, a while. I said in the beginning, I heard that rumble. Nope. Okay, oh, that's so, not yeah. you? I thought I thought we were having a conversation with Jamie in a rocking chair. That's what I was picturing, too. Which <laughs> I'm I, I, mean, I was It's a sweet image. But what I wanted to say is, you know, I have to say, I, I looked up mindfulness, and I shouldn't have. I Googled it last night. And it overwhelmed me because I thought, holy cow, this is this deep, ancient practice and, you know, all this stuff that kind of threw me for a loop. And then what you just said, it's just the process of seeing with your eyes of your heart, is such a beautiful way to make this so available to anybody. Because anybody, when they're taught that process, right, of seeing with their heart, has total access to this. So to me, you just took... What for my brain today in this moment, in this day of this week, was kind of an overwhelming topic, and you made it so simple and so available to everybody. So thank mm-hmm. you for that beautiful, beautiful, succinct summary of what it truly is. Well, thank you for, for um, asking the questions that led me there. Because <laughs> that's not actually beautiful. what I, you know, I hadn't thought about it um, or about speaking about it that way before, although I, I do practice it that way. You know, John Kabat-Zinn, who developed the program of uh, mindfulness-based mm-hmm. stress reduction, you know, where they've got 40 years of that up at Massachusetts uh, University Hospital, he says it in a way, and I don't know if he borrowed from someplace else, that I just love, which is mindfulness. And he's the one who who would say, you know, it's really heartfulness. Is the affection of attention, mm-hmm. attention, right? It's what we give attention to, mm-hmm. it's the affection of attention. And for me, I just went like, wow, that's the affection of, of attention. Yeah. Yeah, well, in we a way, our... what in a way that's what kids, you know, if if I say to a child. Um, don't don't be disrespectful. Don't roll your eyes at your mother. And I'm giving them attention. Yeah. I'm giving yeah. them relationship for that yes. for exactly. that negativity. Um, in a way, I'm 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 conveying without words that I love that. So it is affection. Mm-hmm. It's the mm-hmm. affection yes. of attention. Right. And when we when we are clear about you know what it is we value, what we love how we love, mm-hmm. and and it's aligned with, you know, you're, you're showing your respectfulness by, you know, coming in the house and taking off your shoes and, you know, putting them in the entryway and, you know, not being loud because, you know, I was napping. Um, when I say I, I, I love the way that you were so considerate, so thoughtful, mm-hmm. the attention I'm giving that says, here's my affection. <laughs> it's, mm-hmm. on money, it's on a number of different levels. Mm-hmm. You know, I, right. and I, 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 I will give attention to what I like, and I like what I give attention to. I mean, it says both. It works both ways and at, at different right. levels. Yeah, so I thought he had it very succinctly when he said mm-hmm. the affection of attention. Uh, he's, he's so brilliant, and he's, um, yeah, I, I, I actually got to meet him, and he got to find out about Nurtured Heart Approach because uh, a, a, a dear friend at um, U of A uh, was the person who brought him in to do a, a lecture, which was standing room only. Man, did he draw a crowd, and, yeah. and he rocked it. And, and uh, <laughs> he picked him up at the airport and spent the whole time telling him about Nurtured Heart, and then there was this reception <laughs> that I was invited yeah. to, um, and um, and we got to chat for a few minutes. He's a beautiful human being. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, that comes across in some of the videos I've seen. Well, I need to spring. attend. I, I, I need to attend something with him soon, yeah. so I get to well, hear his you know, brilliance more. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Last spring, I spent time with uh, Dan Siegel and Barbara Fredrickson yeah. in a workshop together, <laughs> and told them about the nurtured heart. And Rich Hansen, 
Um, oh, yeah. I've heard yeah. great well, things about him. And I Dan spent, Siegel yeah. knows about Nurtured Heart Approach, too, because uh, we yes. got to have lunch once, too. Yes. Uh, he, he's yeah. a beautiful guy, too. Yeah. And well, he's into mindfulness. He's a he's a oh he's absolutely at conferences on mindfulness now. Yeah, well, yeah. The the when uh, when the Dalai Lama read about his thing about the brain years ago, he invited him for an audience. And Rich Hansen's book, which I'm rereading, is mm-hmm. called Buddha's Brain, <laughs> where it goes through the neuroscience of of, of uh, mindfulness. Hmm. And there's so many things where I read <clears> in there that I go, oh, there there's you know. There's Googling greatness. He just called it something different. Mm-hmm. Um, wow. The, the, you know, uh, which do you want to, you know, water? Are you going to water the weeds or the, or the flowers? Mm-hmm. Those sorts of things, those, those ideas. If, you, if something comes up that's negative and you hold a positive thought at the same time, mm-hmm. you know, one, the, the, you can um, transform the, the negativity into a positive. And then the, how do you savor it? Mm-hmm. You know, those are some of the things. One of the things that's a big challenge with some of the people I work with is, you know, you identify the positive and they go, okay, let's move on to the next. <laughs> I go, no, we're going to, let's sit here and savor this for a little bit. And so mm-hmm. I'm working on other ways that we can savor those things. Um, but I think we're getting close to the end, aren't we? So, Jamie, thank you for okay. that reset back to the moment. I, a couple <laughs> things. So I want to I go through a couple of our housework and then I want to leave you with that just a minute or two to kind of. So I want to invite listeners, if you want to become a follower of Nurtured Heart Approach channel on Blog Talk Radio, you can follow us on Twitter and Facebook by clicking the icon. Howie, you have a couple more trainings coming up, and we also have three summer certifications coming up. So I wanted to give you the opportunity to give some of those dates, or I have them here yeah, if you thank don't. thank you. And, and, um, and the new book is coming out. Um, and yes. um, There's a new book I hope I get in your hands soon, Jamie. It's called uh, Igniting Greatness, Remembering Who We Really Are. And it's coming out on the 29th of this month. It's already posted and up for sale on on um, Amazon.com. And okay. uh, then there is the uh, there's two trainings in Minneapolis, and there there are t- uh, the on the 8th and 9th and of May. And there's two trainings in Chicago the following weekend. Uh, I think it's the 15th and 16th. And um, then we have a summer training in Sacramento, and this is the last week of Early Bird Special on that one. That's in June, mid-June. There is one in July in Minneapolis, and there is one in August on the East Coast, uh, which is our first on the East Coast, and it's in Atlantic City in August. So we're very happy about that, and uh, please be offering that. And um, All the details are... Uh, on childrenssuccessfoundation.com. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you, Howie. Um, Next month we're going to be joined by Peggy Archuleta. Peggy, um, I believe, is going to be talking about Nurture Heart Approach in healthcare, which is going to be a fantastic topic as well. Jamie and Howie, I'm humbled to be a part of this conversation that um, I'm just humbled. Thank you for that. Jamie, is there any parting words or last things you wanted to kind of mention before we wrap up, officially wrap up? Um, I would just say that having a grandchild is another level mm-hmm. of mindfulness. Absolutely. <laughs> I, I bet. Absolutely. We await that, don't he's, we? He, he's the Buddha. <laughs> I bet that's so true. It's like and whenever I hear the name Cole, I think King Cole. Mm-hmm. And someday King Cole 
needs to meet um uh, uh Eros. Eros who yes. has yeah, actually I had agree. He's one sixteenth royalty, Hawaiian and Japanese royalty on both both sides of the family. So I'm wow. sure there will be a beautiful connection between King Cole and King Eros, and yeah. um, and Leah's uh, uh, e- is Ethan. Is it Ethan or is Ethan? Why am Avery. I Avery? Getting... No, 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 no. Um, Avery. Yeah. Avery. Leah's baby Avery. Boy is Avery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I can't wait for these uh, this newest generation of nurtured yep. hearts. And, and you know it's funny. I I just on the last note for our nurtured heart community, I uh, I got to see Jocelyn, who was one of the first babies yes. born to Stephanie Rule. Yes. Um, yes. And I got to uh, see her in Sacramento, and yes. uh, the the little one um, uh, is so beautiful. The little one's I think two years old now, and um, uh, Stephanie's son and. And what she said to me blew my mind was, you know, as great as Jocelyn is, she feels like she's using the nurtured heart approach in, in an infinitely clearer way with her son um, mm-hmm. because she's learned so much from experience. So yep. I, it's, it's this yeah. new generation. I can't wait to meet Cole. <laughs> yeah. And the teaching is better than ever. So I do encourage people, who, even if they went to a CTI or a training half a dozen years ago, to come again because the teaching and the understanding and the awareness and the iterations are ever greater than they were then. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. All right. Thank you so much for your time today, the both of you. And <laughs> you all. we look great. forward to the opportunity next month. It was so great. Thank okay. you so much. Take care, okay, y'all. Guys. Take care, y'all. Have a great day. Bye, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Any stories shared in this broadcast are amalgams of experiences based on the use of the Nurtured Heart Approach by our hosts and our guests and are not based on any particular person, child, or adult. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.